Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Gals of Geekdom podcast. I am one of your amazing co-hosts, Krista Williams. My pronouns are she, her. Um, and I'm here with my equally lovely and awesome and talented uh, co- co-hosts, Lizzie and Jazzy. Hi. Hello. I am Lizzie. You can call me she or he, whichever floats your boat. Dope. Jazzy? Oh, uh, she, they. Cool. And um, I think we have um, we have a stupid bitch here. Um, a guest who also happens to be a stupid bitch. No, I'm kidding. I love you, Ash. Uh, we have Ash. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm just so happy to be here. My pronouns are, are she and they. And uh, it's my first time on any podcast, so please be gentle. We will we will treat you well. Very well. That's all I ask. Stupid bitch. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's this me! Is, this is a running gag to explain you know the joke. What? No, gag. no, what? fuck, fuck being gentle. We're going in nice and raw. Twilight Saga Eclipse. Oh, wait a minute. So, <laughs> All right, we're going right into it. Yeah, and Great. yes, we we were going to take a break last week. Well, we did, and then it got lost. Sorry, everybody, that the last week's episode got thrown into a vortex. It happens that way. But this time we are back with another episode covering the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Now, okay. this is this is exciting because it's a phenomenal masterpiece of a film, and we are all really excited to talk about how great it is, right? So, Eclipse is even within the Twilight. No, that's not true. Breaking Dawn is every is the fandom's least favorite entry, but Eclipse is not a super popular entry, even in the within the the, the realm of Twilight fans. Um, I have always been an outlier in that when I was uh, twelve and obsessed with Twilight, Eclipse was my favorite. <laughs> It was my favorite. Mom. It was my favorite movie. Um, it is not the best by any means, um, but it was it was my favorite. It's also the oh, one where the I most just... fucked up stuff happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid and, you know, every teenage girl was, like, super crazy about Twilight, me, being the egg that I was, didn't <laughs> want to think, hey, I should watch what they're watching. Nothing crazy about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> this movie sucked. Uh, uh, you're I'm going just gonna for the get... obvious joke there, right? Yeah, I'm just saying that this movie fucking sucked. Um, I liked it marginally better than New Moon, but I do mean marginally. Like, in many ways, I think this is just as bad as the last one. I actually mildly disagree, but I do think it's also bad. But I do, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna defend certain aspects. I will say that what I liked most out of this film was at least it had a fucking somewhat entertaining, albeit kind of shitty action scene in the end which was like better than new moon's fucking snail ass pace and that's fair that's one of the reasons why i think it's marginally better but the action scene wasn't exactly good it was just bad and dumb and i was laughing through most of it like there's this bit where like the one vampire dude gets his fucking hand bitten off and he just goes (laughs) (laughs) 
it's, it's oh, how certainly paced better overall. Yes, it's it's a better pace. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I'm gonna disagree. I'm like, gonna disagree. I think really? the pacing is just as bad. It nothing happened for the first half of this movie. Nothing. Nothing fucking happened. happened. It's a nothing movie, to paraphrase uh, I Hate Everything. It is a nothing movie. Jazzy, like, you laid it out absolutely perfectly. Like, the reason why this movie is an absolute failure. It's a filler movie. Like, nothing happens. Like, the characters are in the same place by the end as they were at the beginning. The only difference, the only difference is the fucking Bryce Dallas Howard vampire is dead, but she was such a non-entity in the other movies that you could have just ignored her, and I don't think anyone would have cared. Listen, listen to me. In the books, like, you know how in the movie we're occasionally, like, flashing over to Seattle where the newborn army is building? Yes. That's not in the books at all. Right, uh, that's from a supplementary novel, isn't it? Yes. Um, it's based on the short Second Life of Brie Tanner, which is so much more interesting. It was a novella that came out after the fact that was so much more interesting than the actual book. I wouldn't doubt that because the side characters are so much more interesting than the main three. Which, by the way, you guys were right. Uh, after I said I like Jacob in New Moon, you guys were right. I fucking hate his guts now. <laughs> he is Can just as Can you say racist sexual is. assaults tropes? Yeah! <laughs> Wonderful! Jacob, listen, buddy. No means no, okay? But this movie <laughs> is so much better than New Moon, I guess. I didn't say well, it was so much better. I'm just saying about, it was better. The thing about Eclipse is that its director, David Slade, he has talent. His filmography, if you look through it, like, he's directed good stuff. Like, he's done 30 it's, Days of Night. He's done... Episodes of Black Mirror, like Metalhead and Bandersnatch. And I will say, and I will say on a purely cinematography level, there's a lot of this movie that did look better than the last one, though. I still think on a cinematography level, it looks fucking shit, but like a lot of scenes aren't framed well. And when they're doing the last action scene, it gets Hunger Games level of shaky cam. Which I guess was just a thing with YA novel adaptations at that time was shake was bad shaky cam action scene. It wasn't just with YA novels. It was like with every action film in the late aughts and early 2010s. They yeah, were fair all enough. about the shaky cam. I don't know. Maybe it's because it, they were in a field when this battle was happening. But I was getting such fucking Hunger Games flashbacks. And no, that's not a good thing. Um, may I may I share my favorite uh, part of this movie? Yes, please. Go ahead. Um, and this has always been a little detail in this movie that I always liked. They added it. It wasn't in the books. Um, but the vampire Emmett and the werewolf Paul have uh-huh. this mini friendship arc. I I did like Emmett. I'll give I'll give him that. In the backdrop of this movie that I've always liked a lot because they have like a fight in no man's land at the beginning of the movie and then. During training, they have, like, <laughs> a stare down again. And then in the final battle, they, like, protect each other. And I always liked that as a detail. And I'd always wish that... <laughs> it should have ended with them kissing. Yeah. It should. <laughs> Honestly, let's... I think Twilight would be better if it was more queer. Like, throughout this entire 
dick measuring contest between Edward and Jacob. I was just sitting here th- thinking, just have a fucking problematic polycule, guys. That's, that's <laughs> It'll solve everything. Right at this point is like, why is it just just? <laughs> like I brought this up before, but Stephanie Meyer is Mormon. Like they're all about polyamory. Well, for some people. They're they're about they're all it's about a huge polygamy, part of which the Church is, of Latter Day Saints. I was I gonna know. say they're they're more about polygamy, which is slightly different, but yeah. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's like I'll say this. So I, in terms of favorite parts of this movie, I'll talk unironically and then ironically. My favorite part of this movie, on an unironic level, is Rosalie's backstory because oh. it was the coolest fucking shit. I thought it was interesting, and it was the first time where. I got kind of a Yas Queen v- moment with this series because I was like, Yas, kill your fucking rapist. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Okay, but they, they cut out one of the cooler parts of that from the book, actually, which is that Rosalie did not drink any of, she killed all of them. She didn't drink any of their blood. Oh. It's such a it's such a neat detail, which is that like I wanted them dead and I didn't, but I didn't want them inside me. And it's like that's some that's great. Exactly. And I was kind of invested in that. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was kind of invested. My favorite part on an iron on an ironic level, there's a bit where Bella punches Jacob in the face after he's very creepy and breaks her fucking hand, and it and it made me laugh. But the music insists it's a super serious moment. Very gnarly moment right do, there. I need to do, I'll let you finish, Jazzy. After you're done, I need to do a roundup of um, misogyny in this movie. There's a lot. Okay, okay, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll help you with that. Ten years, so I'll I... Help, I'll help you with that. The whole fucking movie is misogynist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so while we all like Rosalie's backstory, can we talk about Jasper's? What the ah! <laughs> I forgot about that! Why? <laughs> I had pushed that out of my brain because I couldn't process why someone thought this was a good... Uh, you, you tried to suppress the memory, Jazzy, but I brought it back to light. I'm fuck sorry. You. <laughs> fuck you! Uh, it's just... It's just... This is like the one backstory in this series so far where I'm like... Fuck off, it's so bad. Like, why would you make your child-killing confederate... Why would you make one of your characters a, fo- a child-killing confederate soldier? That removes I, all I guess sympathy. I was okay with that. That, like, removes any sympathy you could have for this character. Why so, like, did you not just make him a Union soldier? That would have been better! Because Stephanie is racist. Yes. A southern guy. She wanted, because yeah. Stephanie Meyer wanted Jasper to be... Like, listen, Stephanie Meyer literally got his, his... So his human name is Jasper Whitlock. Stephanie Meyer literally got both of those names looking through um, soldiers of... The records of Confederate soldiers. Like that... Oh. Before she even had this character's name, this and was... she awesome. saw... No she problem had, with that. And it's Jeez. so frustrating. Because she wanted to do the Scarlett O'Hara... Gone with the wind, romantic southern charm, antebellum south bullshit. You can Uh, have, listen to me, Stephanie, Stephanie, in your novel, in your, your supernatural fantasy romance novel about vampires, you can have your antebellum era charming southern boy be against slavery. Right? It's- you can do it. You can. 
Um, you can, can make just... him a soldier for the Union. You can I'll make just... him spy. You can make him a spy for the Union in the Confederacy if you want the hat that badly. But, like... Well, we all know why she didn't. <laughs> like, we know her motives, right? <laughs> I mean, the pushback against more diverse casting for the films. Uh, She's racist. It, yes. She, like, there's mm-hmm. no there's fucking no dancing out. around it. Nope, right. none at all. Like, you can't, it, it's, I think it, that's an impossible fact to debate. Like, she voted Trump. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, fuck her. Okay. No, I'm just saying I mean, that, does, that doesn't surprise me. No, I have no proof of this, but I know it. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I just say, can I just say with this fucking movie that um, I didn't care for a lot of these characters, like, a lot of the main characters, like, at before, but this one made me outright despise all three mains, like, especially, I, I didn't want to go into these films hating Bella because, like, I knew it was kind of an overdone thing to hate Bella, but this film made me fucking despise Bella Swan. I hated her so fucking much. She is so manipulative. She is so stupid at times. I, I just don't like her as a character. She's And, like, on top of that, she goes through no change in any of these movies. She is still the same character at the end of Eclipse that she was at the beginning of Twilight. But I guess she gets everything she wants, like that undead fucking cock inside yeah, her. Yeah, she's supposed to be a surrogate character for the audience. This is it's fucking garbage! Of- with Kate Bella's character is that she gets by the end of the series she gets everything she wants. Ah! She sacrifices, <sighs> and it's the biggest problem with her character, bar none. It's really frustrating. Like, like, could she be called a Mary Sue? No, I, she's no. got. I just call her a bad character. She's got enough personality that I would not call. I wouldn't call her that. But does she have a personality though? In the no. book. In the books, when Bet where Bella, where we actually get Bella's internal monologue, so I'm biased because okay. I read them. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Does she have a personality in the movies? Not really. There we go. We're not talking about favorite, the books here. To phrase our favorite movie reviewers, cinema sins. The books oh. do not oh. fucking matter. Never quote cinema sins. Never, never say that again. again. I've never. I was being sarcastic when I said favorite, but okay. <laughs> But still, but even you're on you're on thin ice, you stupid bitch. <laughs> okay. So like every like everything in this movie is just so infuriating on a character level. Like I say, it's marginally better than New Moon, and that's just because it took quicker to actually get to something. Like like it took it to the last thirty minutes of New Moon to actually have something happening, and then in this one, it took. Like, yeah, the entire second half half was actually shit finally happening. It wasn't interesting, but it was something. And then they had this fucking stupid-ass scene that I kind of liked on an ironic level in a tent. Like, yeah, like it, it was no, funny. I, like, it was intentionally funny at points. Like, I am I'm hotter than I you. I am hotter than you. <laughs> I know she, uh, but then you get to the part where he's like, I know she's in love with you. Honestly, the funniest joke for me was... Does he own a shirt? Yeah, I'm that, convinced that was, that was, like, that was genuinely a funny joke. I'm convinced that was improvised, like, because this movie script is not nearly good enough to have a line that solid, like. That's the kind of funny thing Robert Pattinson would say. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like knowing how he was with this series, I'm convinced that was improv. But, um, Listen, God. I need to, I need to, I need to go, I need to talk about Jacob and Edward. I need to do it. 
Let's go. I will never, <laughs> Jake Horn, I will never forget. And I don't need to get into my uh, honestly rather complicated opinions on Lindsay Ellis as a person. I think that she's a lot, she's smart, a smart person. But like, I'll never forget the time Lindsay Ellis tried to say, don't compare Ready Player One to Twilight. And in Twilight, Edward never simulated masturbation with a an, uh, with a hologram of Bella. And I remember sitting there being like, but do you know what Edward did do in Twilight, Bestie? Edward yeah. destroyed her truck to control her movements against her will. I think that, and he's a grown-ass adult at the big age of 115. I think that's yeah, a lot he's worse. 100 plus. Was, was that in the movie? I don't remember yes. that. I, yes. No, I like, remember when uh, Bella was about to, to get in her truck to go to the reservation, and then oh, and then just suddenly appears in the car. Oh, I car can't How start. did I avoid talking about that in a live tweet? That would have that should have been a big sc- like God. I must have just spaced out most of that scene. Like, I, think I spaced out that scene so that she couldn't go. Oh my yeah, God! This relationship I... is somehow portrayed as positive. Like I just don't get it. And How then, did anyone buy into this? So there's that. And this this behavior from Edward is like three times as bad in the book, to be clear. Um, they kind of downplay it in the movie, A, for time, and B, because it's so creepy. Um, but secondarily, um, I will preface this with the fact that this is a racist trope <laughs> that Stephanie Meyer is um, in. And having mm-hmm. her male... Uh, her indigenous uh, teenage boy character sexually assault her white female lead. Um, but that's what she does. She has him do that twice. And for me, the moment that happened, and then, so there's two, this happens twice, right? As there's the, there's the part where he forcibly kisses her against her will, and then when she punches him, he laughs at her. Yeah. She breaks yeah. her hand. Um, uh, first of all, first of all, just for me, that is so beat by beat, markedly similar to a thing that has happened to me personally. I've never been able to divorce it. And it's, 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 it's so ups- like I could never, I was never able to care for or root for Jacob again after that happened. And furthermore, Later in, he somehow does something even worse later in the movie when he threatens suicide to emotionally manipulate her into kissing her. Oh my God. This is something. Forget that. That seems to be the big romantic Team Jacob moment, and I hate it so much. Like, this is something I notice in a lot of shitty romances with love triangle aspects to them is that. If someone's more interested in seeing a character with someone else rather than who the writers intended, they'll usually make the – if they're not a good writer, which is most of the time, they'll usually go ahead and make the character people want to see him with completely unlikable in effort to make the other character look good. Because it's easier. It's easier to – Right. Our, evolve Jacob's character into a racist trope than to make Edward more likable. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, like I remember um, early season the year. At, at, at the very least, the early seasons, because I still need to watch the other two. But, like, early seasons of Korra was guilty of making the people oh. that people that care of making characters that people ended up preferring unlikable in an attempt to make you like the characters people didn't care for. It's it's just a bad it's just a case. It's just a bad solution that sh- that non solution that shouldn't be utilized. Yeah, like, when I watched Twilight and New Moon for the first time, like, I was full steam ahead, Team Jacob. I was on the Jacob train. Like, big time. And then Eclipse happened. And I'm aware that it's only getting... I I only know a few details about the next two movies, but I know it's probably going to get worse, so... (laughs) Oh, by the way, I, I found out when watching this, I thought I had seen it before. I guess I had not, so... This is my first time. I realized that I've seen Twilight and New Moon and then skipped all the way to Breaking Dawn Part 2. You can do that very easily because (laughs) nothing happens in Eclipse. Right. Substance. Yeah, like I said. I I, I said before. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, you were about to say. (laughs) Yeah, we had mentioned that the characters more or less end the the film the exact same way they started it. Bell... Bella and Edward are together, and Jacob is Sad Wolf. Mm-hmm. And I also mentioned in my you know re- review on Letterboxd that Eclipse is essentially the Iron Man 2 of the Twilight Saga in that it's boring filler, and the only purpose it could possibly serve is to set up Breaking Dawn. That's it. That's Eclipse. I can't even say it does... I can't even say it does that. I don't think it does that. I think it's just like a, like it's a space filler. Like I don't fucking like Iron Man two at all, but I'll give it this: it did set up other films. Like if that was the goal, congratulations, you did it. This one doesn't even set up a movie. It just has nothing happening for two hours. Well, I, I, I didn't say there was like good setup. There was like you know saying like oh here's the Volturi, they're they're coming. They but did that. They had that in New that Moon. That was it. <laughs> they had they that in New Moon. They set up that Bella has to become a vampire now. She doesn't really have much of a choice anymore. The Volturi is going to come. So went, so there's going to be conflict there. They set up that Edward wants to marry Bella before he'll turn her into a vampire. That's it. So you can they skip end this. From there, they end Eclipse in the exact same place. Yeah, you like, could. You yeah, could, you, you, you could watch Breaking Dawn both parts and you're experience will be 100% the same if you see the, the only difference is that you will not get a scene of a guy getting his hand chopped off and going ah! <laughs> and I think that's very valuable to the to the, to the, to the movie going experience <laughs> why, why did they turn to stone I don't know that's another thing like, like the vampires are explained? like the vampires are made of stone and I'm not sure Lizzie is that a book thing yeah well the idea is that their skin is like diamonds Oh, oh, okay. Duh. Like oh, I thought that it was, was just... established in the first movie, and that's I why thought... they sparkle. Their skin is like diamonds. Okay, so th- that means they're made of stone. Essentially, that's the closest. That's the best I think that the approximation they could come to to what it would look like for you to break a diamond in half. Uh, okay. That's stupid. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stupid things on this, so yeah. So that tracks. <laughs> it tracks. Yeah, it tracks. It's just par for the course. Um, this movie didn't even have face punch, though. 
face punch. Unfortunately. I... No, we got we got um, a, a gross um, appropriation of uh, Native American legends. Yeah. yeah, we did get that. So, and... I mean, if that's your thing, racism, you like this Yay. book? Yay, racism! Um, I'm once again going to take this moment um, <laughs> to remind people that the Quileute tribe, a real Native American tribe from yes. which Amy Meyer appropriated all of this mythos, uh, for her shitty books, um, is current has has received zero money from Stephanie Meyer or from the the the, the multi million dollar franchise that is Twilight, and is currently trying to raise money to move to higher ground because they are presently at um, rising water risk from climate change. So there'll be um, a link for that to donate if you can or would like to under. Yeah, I'll I'll keep I I'll keep linking. Uh, yeah. I it's, did that for the last um the last one I I added a a tweet to the end of the last one and I'll do the same thing for for this time because I agree with you that's important to bring up. It mm-hmm. but yeah I'll this, definitely donate. Yeah I I I probably will as well um but yeah so this move like but yeah it's it's so weird that you had the vampire suddenly made a stone because to me it just felt like an effort to not get the movie in our rating because. I feel like if you had that many decapitations and shit with actual blood and gore, it probably would have at least veered into our territory. It was definitely yeah, trying like, to keep the PG-13. So yeah, it's, they know yeah that but it's very much always been in the Twilight mythos that they don't have any blood. Okay. That but would it's just, break them, they break, like, they break into pieces. They don't... Right. But I was going to say, it's weird, because I watched the extended cut. Like, like I've been watching these movies on Peacock TV for free, um, with the only cost being that I get commercials. Um, but whatever, it's better than paying for these fucking movies, honestly. Is it Peacock or Tubi, you mean, right? Is it Peacock or Tubi? I can't remember. It's They're on Netflix. Are they? Yeah. I remember because it was a huge deal back in July when they all went on Netflix. I remember because me and my girlfriend made um, Bloody Sangria and <laughs> a marathon. Hold on, I could I'm I'm on Netflix now. Like I could have sworn I looked. No, they're not here. I'm looking them up right now. Like the first thing that pops up when I search Twilight is the the first thing that pops up when I search Twilight is the Taylor Lautner movie Abduction, which from what I'm aware killed his career. So. But Freddy, ver- but Freddy versus Jason is a suggestion, so I will probably watch that. <laughs> oh, I think it was on Netflix. Freddy versus Jason is. Funny. Did they take it off? No, it is on there. Like I searched Twilight, and one of the the fourth suggestion was Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm saying I think they did have it on on Netflix. Oh, they absolutely did because I watched all of them on Netflix. So they took it off. They took them off. <laughs> oh my god! But um... probably to put them on Peacock or whatever you're watching it on, Jess. Yeah, yeah. So the point TV. is, the hold on, let me fucking watch <laughs> Twilight. Oh, it's Pluto. We were both wrong. Okay, yeah, I am usually. I, wrong, I was gonna so. say I could have sworn it started with a P at least, so because Freddy these movies Freddy are piss. Freddy versus Jason is a way better movie than any of the Twilight. Movies. Yes, oh, I yeah, agree. Like no, no, so anyway, no question. The, the point. The point I was trying to make is that I watch these movies for free on Pluto TV because they're available on there for free legally. The only cost is that there are commercial breaks, which, fine, I don't like it, but it's better than giving money to these fucking movies, honestly. Anyway, so, 
there's two costs of see, watching these movies on Pluto. One is the fact that there are ads, and two, it's the extended versions. So you get more of them. It's their longer movies. And I find it weird that for this extended cut, which I believe they're all unrated, even there, the vampires are made of stone. So I was, that's why I was wondering, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, I've been watching the theatrical versions of these films, so I think my I experience even, is different. I don't even think there's much. I don't even think there's much of a difference between the two versions. Just some. Um, no, there's not. Looks, I have watched looks a lot longer scene though. For all of these movies, there is no difference. <laughs> So basically, okay. so, so basically, they just sold people a second version of the movie without really adding much to it. Lord of the Rings. Surprisingly, this is not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I know. Shocking, right? <laughs> I know. It's better than Lord of the Rings. So. Never fucking say that shit to me again. Never ever again. Say what? I'm not gonna repeat it. <laughs> No, wait, what, 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 what do you not want me to say? I'm not repeating it, Crystal. Crystal? Is that what you're doing now? Yes! Crystal? More like Chris Short. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll be here all week. No, you won't. You'll be here until the end of the episode. <laughs> or am I? And, and then we'll murder you. Yeah. This That's what awesome. happens to our guests. Make, Please no make it guests. quick. Please make it quick. No one escapes. Why, why do you think? Why do you think I'm single now? <laughs> what a twist! I'm a. I we're actually all vampires. Yes. Hot. It's. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to say about this shitty fucking. Oh, uh, uh once again, I like Billy Burke. I think he's awesome, and mm-hmm. the. I, I, he had a scene with Kristen Stewart that was like late into the movie that I actually really liked because they both actually had decent screen chemistry where he's trying to kind of give her the talk and it's kind of this funny, awkward, it's, it's funny, awkward. It was kind of cringe, but I kind of liked it because it felt like an actual father daughter conversation and Kristen Stewart just breaks it going, oh my God, dad, I'm a virgin. And he just goes, ah, And I love the fact that he has this single target hatred towards Edward. It's the best thing ever. I want no explanation for this. I prefer it be shrouded in mystery so that I can use it for character study. It's amazing. Like, he hates no, there's no one else in this series he fucking hates. He doesn't even hate the rest of Edward's family. He's on good terms with all of them. He just hates this fucking kid. We just hate this guy. (laughs) Like, I love this character. Kid. Kid. All right, he's elderly and individual. I am a big, I'm a big fan though. I'm a big fan of. Imagine your boy, you're you're in high, you're you're a teenage girl in high school, right? And your boyfriend's sister comes up and is like, "Hey, we're having a sleepover." So Alice is gay, right? <laughs> we'll ask no questions about it. Like there was a question, yeah. Cough, like cough, team Alice. Cough, cough, team Alice. Uh, yeah. Same. Also, but no, there's like another scene with um Edward's dad, no, not Edward's dad, Bella's dad that I really like, where like she comes home late and he's like, "Where were you? Where you hanging out with that piece of shit?" Edward is like, uh, "She's like, no, I'm with Jacob." He's like, "Oh, that's okay. Fuck it. I'm that's cool." <laughs> no, he literally just doesn't like him. 
<laughs> for very yeah, no. reasons. Quite frankly, quite frankly, if a guy did a fraction of the things that Edward did to Bella, to my child, I wouldn't let him in my house anymore either. Well, like, no, uh, I mean... He'd be lucky if he'd be walking away. I'll, 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 be <laughs> sa- I'll say that. But, like, he doesn't know about a lot of the shit Edward's done, right? I, I never got the impression that... What like, he, he, here's what Charlie knows. He, on his first, on this, the first, the very first date that he knows of that Bella and Edward went on, Bella came home screaming and crying, and then she ran away to Phoenix and then got horribly injured in some sort of accident and broke her leg for two months. Okay, that's fair. After that, he bro- he abandoned her in the woods. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? You know what? I hate this. Like, I, I, three months. <laughs> and she was in like this depressive like like night terrors state can i just state. say bella does not deserve this man as a father <laughs> this man is wonderful i love everything about him he is like the sparkling hope in these dark times that is the twilight series and alice yes oh yeah i and love alice, alice. Yeah. I, I like most of the Cullen. Actually, no, I, I relate. I realize I relate to Bella's, Bella's dad because I like most of the Cullen family except for Edward. But I also have the and addition Jasper. of Jasper. Dis- yeah, I was going to say, I also have the addition of disliking Jasper. But in fairness, he doesn't know about Jasper. So. Charlie doesn't have a reason to believe that this man uh, fought a war to right. preserve the institution of slavery. Right, in fairness, yeah. So I think I realize why I like this character so much. He's the only one I'm relating to. <laughs> he is you the only hear one. What a big ship is in the Twilight fan community. What? what? A huge ship. Charlie and Carlisle. Charlisle. Carlisle. Charlisle. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I, 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 I low key like Charlisle. I like this. <laughs> it's it's big. People love it, and I also love it. I'm very here for it. Yeah, I can see that. I get it. It's look at us invested in Twilight ships. Yeah, because it's gay. Well, I I've been spending the last like hour or so shitting on this movie, so I'm just kind of sitting here going, let me talk about something I like for a second, and that's Charlie. The gay he is, shit. He is no Charlie is consistently the best character, and I have a feeling I'm still going to say that even after both Breaking Dawn movies, and I hope to God Stephanie didn't do anything to make him unlikable in those last two movies. Please God no. Let me have one good let me have one good really? thing in my life. Not really. Mm. Stephanie oh, does you. make a poor writing choice in my assessment mm. in the last one, but that it doesn't really reflect horribly on Charlie, in my opinion. Good. I I, I have having lost the lost track of her own timeline because it's easy to forget with everything that happens, especially by the end of Breaking Dawn. It's easy to look at all of this and be like, this has been like a couple years, right? It's been a year and a half. Oh Jesus! The whole of these stories takes place in under two years. It 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 is it is insane. But um. No, I was kind of worried because, like, Charlie was, like, the last character. Like, I still like most of the Cullens, but in terms of, like, characters I just really liked and attached to, Charlie was, like, the only one at this point. It was, like, I I, I won't survive if they do some, if they do him dirt, if they do something bad with him like they did with Jacob, I'd be so. <laughs> like, I think no, that. Not would, to worry. I, I think that would actually negatively affect me emotionally, and I'm not even invested in these fucking movies. <laughs> Well, you are now, since we're doing it for the show. 
No, I'm I, I I'm just having fun giving them shit. It's great. It's great. <laughs> like they're terrible movies, but I'm having fun talking about them, and I can't wait to talk about both Breaking Dawn movies directed by the same man that gave us the Beauty and the Beast remake. Fucking murder me. Wait, seriously? I did not know that. Yeah, Bill Condon. Oh yay. Yay. So what's so what's worse, the Twilight Saga or the feature-length parodies of the Twilight Saga? You mean does vampires suck? Yeah, but there's another one. There's another no, one. Those movies are worse because you know what? Yeah. You know what? I <laughs> look everything that Freebird Twilight that makes me able to appreciate the fact that someone cared about this. I kind of I I deeply detest movies that are just made out of douchebag spite well the 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 other one that i'm talking about um at the end of it there's a bit where it says like oh this film is dedicated to the twihards and it's just a montage of twihards reacting to the trailer for eclipse huh i'm not making that up i swear what what movie is this uh i don't even want to say the fucking title but just, just Film Brain did a review of it. I am I forget what it's called, but I know that there was more than one feature length Twilight parody, and I remember. And so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just just know that after we're done recording here, look up Film Brain Twilight parody, and you'll see it. It's not Vampires Suck. It's another one. I'm oh, you're looking it up, looking now, it up just... right now. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, I see, I see, I see, I get it, I get it. I might have to watch this, I, I might have to watch this, actually. Yeah, just, just look at the review after this is done. You, yeah, I might have to, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I'll have to watch the review, I'm not watching them. I'm not bothering with fucking Twilight parodies, especially Vampire Suck, because I have, like, I have a dedicated part like really small part of my brain that fucking hates that movie even though i haven't seen it <laughs> i mean i hate seltzer and freeberg in general yeah yeah i hate seltzer and freeberg in i general. have i have a deep hatred for like i just said that whole like brand of and yes it was it was those two guys who made a lot of them but it wasn't just them that whole brand of movie parody i hate yeah it's just so much no like the reason why i hate vampires suck in particular though despite having not bothered to see it is that um it came out the same weekend as Scott Pilgrim versus the world and it beat mm. it at the box office. And That's I'm right. bitter and I'm bitter. I will always be bitter. No forgiveness. Well, I mean, didn't Scott Pilgrim versus the world bomb at the box office? Yes. And that, and it, the competition from vampire suck contributed to that. Uh... Because more people went to see that one on opening weekend than they did on Scott Pilgrim, which came out the same weekend. So Lizzie, I have, I, have, I have a question. You said you detest the whole, like, sort of, which I agree, that sort of parody film genre. Do you have strong opinions on the scary movies? Or do you, do you like, Um, not? I think that there were some funny jokes in the first one. Wasn't the first one made more out of love? Yeah, exactly. Than... The, first one, the first one is a lot less um, cynical. I always thought it was a weird choice to parody Scream because Scream it's, kind it's, of is a parody. It's not a parody. I will say Scream is not a parody, but Scream is already a thing down of the tropes, yeah. of the genre. It's yeah, that, that's why I said kind of. Like, I know it's not a full-on parody, but, like, it's a self-aware horror movie. 
Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a dissection. It's a it's a self-aware fun dissection of slasher films. And I okay. love them. Yeah. I still haven't seen the newer one though. Do oh, it. Good. You should see it. Is it any Do good? It, bitch. Yes. It was yes. really fucking good. I loved it. Oh, okay. All right. It Do it, bitch. Good. You should also see Ready or Not if you haven't. Oh, I have. I love okay. Ready or Not. Okay, oh it's the same team. Same people. I haven't seen. Yeah. I haven't seen Ready or Not. I might have to. Please do. Oh, it's please really good. Do it, bitch. <laughs> okay. But as for Eclipse, um, like I said, if since it seems like we're moving away from it, I'm just going to go to my final thoughts. Marginally better than New Moon, but not by a whole fucking lot. I found it just as boring, just as insipid, and I hate all three of the main characters now, and I do not care what happens to them in any of these next two movies. I give, mm. I gave New Moon, I, for reference, I gave Twilight a four. I give I gave New Moon a two. I give this one a two. I think, Lizzie, do you remember what we gave? What we gave Twilight? I don't remember. I gave Twilight a four. I think it was probably four. Um, I think we were we were on the same page. Really, it was four, and then for New Moon, it was two. We all kind of agreed to that, right? Because like yeah, I like Eclipse has always just been my favorite entry, and I don't, I really don't know why. I do know why. I'm just not. I'm. I. I just have enough self respect not to explain why. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd give the first Twilight a three, and the and New Moon and Eclipse a two. Breaking Dawn Part One and Two, probably a one. <laughs> Oh, you're giving them. Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm, it's all downhill from here. I'm hyped. <laughs> I'm so. Okay, fucking something will hyped. happen in Breaking Dawn Part Two that will Don't piss spoil. you off. I I'm excited. That. Oh, I also want to mention Eclipse is the first Twilight film to win a Razzie, by the way. Mm-hmm, that's true. So, oh, interesting. Oh, that surprises me. I wanted to give my rating very quickly for Eclipse. I think I'm actually going to give it a four. The same as the first film, because I feel like it is closest quality-wise of what I've seen to the first film. Because I felt like like New Moon was... Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, um, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, but like I said, it's all downhill from here. Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 are just absolute dog shit. At least, um, at least there's some weird moments of like unintentional comedy. But yeah, yeah I was but they're up. not even enough to make up for how awful they are. True, um, well, but still I'll worth see, it. I'll see for myself. But um, I was about to say, so um, Eclipse is the first Twilight film to win a Raz to win um to win a Razzie. New Out Moon. Out of curiosity, which one? It was, uh, which Razzie I'll, was it? I'll get to that, but um. Twilight did not get nominated for any. New Moon got nominated for a few, but had heavy competition from Transformers Revenge of the Fallen that year, so. And I mean, yeah, that's the one with the racist robots. I was going to say, I'll agree, Revenge of the Fallen was far worse. (laughs) (laughs) But but Eclipse um, got nominated for quite a few awards, but it did have heavy competition as well. Specifically, it had heavy competition from M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender. <laughs> to the point where the only award that Eclipse ended up winning was a tie with The Last Airbender. It won Worst Supporting Actor for Jackson Rathbone for both movies. Wow, I did not know that. Hmm. Yep, so first Poor Jackson Rathbone. <laughs> he had a rough year that he, he had, had a rough, rough year of racism in 2010. <laughs> yeah. Yay. 
Poor guy. So, our overall thoughts is that this movie was a banger and you all should watch it immediately. Oh, yeah, yeah sure, absolutely. Yeah, sure, keep telling yourself that. Whatever helps sleep at night, Crystal. I, the, I need whatever helps me to sleep at night. The demons are screaming. The demons told me to do it. Not demons. They, they are they are scary, except for the one who sits in the corner. She's pretty cool sometimes. Ah, uh, yes, we're still acknowledging that one, are we? Yeah, she's like the heart and soul of our... Well, she doesn't have either, but... <laughs> but she, you can be the heart and soul of the project without having either of those things, Crystal. Oh, that's true. I didn't mean to be discriminatory. I'm sorry about that, oh, <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't discriminate against people who don't don't have hearts or souls. I forgot that that was one of the things. Sorry, demon. No, J.K. Rowling is one of our. <laughs> never. <laughs> never mention that name to me, please. <laughs> Are we gonna oh, roll right. rolling on to our next topic? Get out. Let's just jump right into no, it. No, that's a movie by, made by Jordan Peele. Oh, okay. Side note, I'm really looking forward to his next film. It looks really fun. Nope. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I just can't wait because that movie's just an Abbott and Costello routine waiting to happen with mentioning what movie you're going to see. Nope. It's like, nope. what movie nope. are you seeing? What movie are you seeing? Nope. Why aren't you telling me? I'm telling you. Nope. Why won't you tell me the title? Yeah, you fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, Not gonna lie, that's my most anticipated horror movie this year. It looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Peele has yet to miss with his with horror. I agree. Even though I know people don't like us as much, I still think that movie is a banger. I thought it People don't like us? I loved us. I still still need to see it. Here's the thing about it, is that Get Out, I think, was a lot easier for white people to grasp. Right. Um, And it's it's messaging. And that's not to say that white people still got the point correctly, but I think white people were a lot, it was a lot easier for a white... I say this as if I'm not a white person talking, but like I think it was a lot easier for general white audiences to look at Get Out and be like, "Yes, racism is bad." <laughs> yeah, but you know who didn't get it? Liberals. Bradley Whitford, the one yeah, of the stars true. of the movie. <laughs> he did and he didn't. He didn't understand that the line was like a joke. You know, the I I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that's why Jordan Peele casted him. Casting in and of itself was a lambasting of uh, liberal optimism. Because mm-hmm. he's the guy from the West Wing. Like, that was, like, his casting in and of uh, itself was the was a bit to that. He was great in it. It just, it just went not, over his head. It, <laughs> Bradley Whitford is exactly the kind of, is a representative of the kind of white people that Get Out was about. Which... But my my point is, I think that white people were white audiences better grasped the point being made by Get Out because it wasn't quite as subtle. I think they were. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. You know, it was there. (laughs) And with us, uh, what? Um, what? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, with us, um, Get Out. 
I'm, I lost my place. I'm sorry. With us, um, it was a much uh, more, I think, subtle messaging. I think it's, it's a more it's nuanced message. Making a more nuanced point about class and um, the reliance on the upper class on the suffering of the lower class. It was also less. I mean, race was part of it, but it wasn't like the theme. Yeah. Let's you not know. say too much about it, though. I don't want to spoil. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just, there's just, I'm just the person who's always just, I feel like I, there's too, I'm so sorry. I feel like there's so many times on this podcast where you guys mention movies and I'm like, oh, I, I still haven't seen that one. Shit. <laughs> no, it's okay. We've all done that. I mentioned it too. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, I've been, I've been watching a 1997 anime the last couple weeks. So. Yeah. When I'm, when Phantom we, of the Opera comes out, comes up. Oh, Oh, You're I love gonna... Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> um, n- not not me having not no understanding of that whatsoever. No, not at all. <laughs> you almost sound. Uh, don't take this as an insult, Ash. I swear I don't mean it. But the way you just sang that reminded me of fucking uh, <laughs> Gerard Who, Butler of what? in the movie. It reminded me of Gerard <laughs> Butler in the movie. <laughs> I fucking Oh, I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. That movie is hilarious, by the way. Like, I don't know. I feel like even when Joel Schumacher does a bad movie, I'm always so overly fascinated with how bad it is. I am weird like that. (laughs) Because I don't like I don't like the movie Phantom of the Opera, but I think it's fucking hilarious because of just all the really bad creative decisions. Oh yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. No, like (laughs) I would I, recommend that movie, Crystal. That should be your first exposure to Phantom. I didn't say that. I think when I was just humming that, I was laughing because I was remembering her saying that she didn't know the opening to Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> you guys talked about it like it's an actual thing that people know. Like... People it's one of the most it. successful fucking musicals ever, Crystal. What are you talking about? Nobody People knows do that. know it. But, um, no. <laughs> I, I, nobody knows that. <laughs> I am totally normal and not, Crystal, not an outsider. did I ever tell you about the majesty that is Gerard Butler's performance in the movie? No, I don't think it's you've mentioned watching this 30, 30 times. I don't think oh. you've mentioned this 30 times on this podcast. I don't think you have before. So you remember uh, Russell Crowe and Les Mis? Uh, the best part of the movie, yeah. Why? Imagine that, but even worse. Oh, wonderful! I want to see that. <laughs> exactly. Like no, no, like, like I swear, the the best comparison I have for Gerard Butler in that movie always is it's a singing version of Eddie Redmayne's performance in Jupiter Ascending, where he's either doing this obnoxious sounding whisper or he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Go! <laughs> like, you know what though? I can defend. I can. I can defend Eddie Redmayne's performance in Jupiter Ascending as verging on camp. Oh, this I'd like. Oh to yeah. Hear. This I'd like. Oh to yes. Hear. You you're correct. There is camp to that performance, and it's glorious. <laughs> I can't say that for Gerard Butler. <laughs> no, he's like he's like like I swear to God. So I've been practicing for years trying to get music of the night down. It's something I, I've always wanted to do a cover. It is a bitch of a song, but I practiced it. I usually try to practice it at least once every week. Um, and whenever I feel bad about not being able to hit the notes, I listen to Gerard Butler's version and remember, you know what? <laughs> I'm not doing that bad. 
I could be worse. <laughs> because every note he hits is wrong. He never hits the notes correctly. <laughs> like, like, I wish I could, like, demonstrate for you, but uh, it's oh, so entertainingly bad. No, no, my favorite bit is, um, let your mind start a journey from a brand new world. Leave all, like, uh, hold on, like. I can't say it off the top of my head. I'm I've been practicing this song. You think I could? I can do it when singing, but I can't say it when reciting the lyrics. Hold on, music of the night. Like, like the lyrics. Um, do, 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 do. I looked for music of the night lyrics. Why is it putting? Give, why did it give me lyrics to Phantom to the actual song <laughs> Phantom of the Opera? I literally searched music of the night lyrics, and it said, "Here's the lyrics to Phantom of the Opera." Um, so the, the best part of that, the most hilariously bad part of that performance of Music of the Night by Gerard Butler is let your mind start a journey to a strange new world. Leave all thoughts of the world you knew before. Let your soul take you where you long to be. No like, thoughts. It's, Head empty. <laughs> it's this grand bit in, in the actual stage musical that I unfortunately can't replicate like right off. I, if, if I'm going to, I have to sing the entire song before because that's just how I'm at, my fucking brain works. Um, but, it, but in the movie, he's like, let your mind start a journey to a strange <laughs> new world. Leave all thoughts of the world you knew before. Let your soul take you where you long to be. <laughs> and that and beat is so fucking flat. It's so fucking flat. It's so bad. It's hilarious. Like, even that doesn't do it justice. Crystal, you just have to watch this, please. No, no, hold on. I'm going to play it over my phone. No, don't do not do that. We're going to get we're going to get canceled. We're going to get canceled. Oh, that would be bad. Oh, yeah, that might be a problem. Shit. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe not playing media podcast as much as you want to i will listen to said thing at some point but i also think it's funnier that i don't know it so i'm considering just ignoring everything and just like just keeping that the running just gag. let my rough reenactment be your yeah <laughs> understanding that's, i mean I, th- I think i think that might be just funnier for the podcast if i just don't know a thing um i mean like but who who would know nobody knows what you're talking about like it's not an actual thing that people know like, right, no, no one fucking knows about Phantom of the Opera, right? Yeah, nobody yeah, knows it's, it's, about it's that. It's just this obscure little musical that not many people. It's a, it's, it's an a very musical. It's a very it's niche music. Very small niche. You know, not like it's grand, totally unanimously praised sequel of Never Die. You guys think that you're joking? Back around October, on t- there was a TikTok audio that used the overture from Phantom of the Opera. A hundred percent dead face serious. She made a video that was like, Do y'all think all the people using this know that it's from Phantom of the Opera? Wow. Yes. Really? percent of the people using this sound know it's from Phantom of the Opera, Bestie. I do. Like I guess so. I hate to sound like a boomer. But okay, like, so, so many Gen Z people are like, oh, I, I doubt anyone has ever heard of this. Like, oh, yeah, shut up. 
I swear, so, I swear some Gen Zers piss me the fuck off. Like, I remember seeing a post from one, like, get, guess going back to what I've been reading and watching over the last two weeks. I remember one was about Berserk, like, where they got mad because the, the, the manga and the anime, to some extent, the, any of its anime adaptations to somewhat lesser extents, does portray shit like um, sexual assault, violence towards women. It portrays a lot of rough subject matter not understanding that there is a context to what's going on and it is seen as a very bad thing and actually handled with tact. Okay, Boomer. Fuck off. I'm having my Boomer <laughs> I Look, look, I've only just been getting into Berserk, but I have to say I love that it does have these fucking rough topics, but it knows how to have them. Like it knows how I to wish I could contribute are to we, this conversation because I are don't we know gonna, what I'm talking about. Are we gonna have the uh the boomer moment where uh <laughs> we're gonna re swear to God I have seen Gen Z kids and like I'm not one to shit on Gen Z. I'm I'm on the cuff myself uh being born in ninety eight. Jazzy, I think you are too, aren't you? I was born in ninety five. Is that Gen Z or is that so millennial? That is that is like the year that Gen Z started. So yes, you are shit! <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a millennial. I'm the no, oldest one. I, I swear, yeah. I will see these kids. I see, I see people who who genuinely think that like Nickelback or MCR are small bands, and it drives me insane. Ah, uh, no, no, no. It's, I'm looking it up, and it says a millennial is anyone born between 1980 and 1995. I am on, and Gen Z starts at 96. Fuck you. I I could say I'm not Gen Z. Fuck all y'all. The thing is, both of my siblings, my older siblings, are um 88 and 93. Right, and I'm not, like, I, I, I say shit, but I'm not saying every Gen Z person is a fucking... Oh, no, a, I know. I know, I know. I'm just saying that kind of affects that kind that that kind of situation, right? Where it's like, yeah, I'm technically Gen Z, and that I was born in 1998. I was born after 95, but like I was raised by boomers, and I was, and my siblings were millennials, and that affects, you know, how you perceive the generation you're in. Right. Like, I don't know. It's always weird to me when I see people go off on certain media and stuff without exploring contextual, like, like the context of it all. Well, like, and who needs context? Like I said, you you have people you have like this like thankfully it was a minor it was um it wasn't exactly like a widespread criticism of the material it was just kind of small but yeah you had this small but vocal criticism of Berserk that says oh it portrayed violence towards women it portrays sexual assault um it portrays all these fucking dark things but depiction is not endorsement right no that. there's there's never like from what I've seen it from what I've seen of it, even though the author, the the late Kentaro Miara, did say he regrets how much sexual assault was in the early volumes, I do think he did a better job than others in terms of portraying it and contextualizing it. Well, I like and I understand if someone can't get into it because it portrays that subject matter. I get it. Like like I'm not saying you can't like like stay away from it because it has the subject matter but actively saying st like i i saw people going so far as to say that kentaro miura deserved to die for even having it in his manga so which people are go off on the wildest shit online mm -hmm. so well, 
like you're you're gonna say this man who had who's some had a sudden tragic passing a year ago is deserved it it's like stay class stay stay classy people People are wild. Sorry, I can't contribute to the Berserk Pacific conversation. Neither can because, I. Because it is not. Hey, I know I've that had, it is in your I've wheelhouse. Had, I've had many. Co- I've had many podcast episodes where you guys are talking about something and I couldn't really contribute, so I I, I don't mind having one. I don't mind having. <laughs> no, that's cool. Everybody gets one. That's mine. <laughs> I will say I, something that, that I have started watching again is I'm watching Avatar: The Last Airbender from the beginning. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I am. I, I watched the first two episodes, and uh, weirdly enough, they're even better than I remember them. So that was cool. I was just like, yeah, I need to rewatch it too. This, I think when I watched it initially, I didn't know what to expect, but now that I know, I'm like, oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, I want to say because this is relevant to a guest we had um, at one point, uh, Lucia Lobosvia is actually doing a big Avatar fan project and is going to be announcing a cast soon. Look forward to that. You might see some famili- you might see a familiar name or two. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> So um, when 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 are you casting me? When is she casting me as Toph? So anyway, that's to me like wow. your scared boulder. What? That's to me like your scared boulder. <laughs> and um, I I think we have a topic that we all share that our guest kind of sort of likes. I don't, I can't, I don't know. Oh, and what, pray tell, might that be, Crystal? Um, I know you're the hugest fan. (laughs) The last name is definitely not a giveaway either. Uh, yeah, we, we, I know you're the hugest fan of, oh, what's that series called? Mm, It's on the top of my top. Good Alive! Good Alive, Mm. that's what it's called. Good Alive, yes. Good Alive. I am a huge fan of Good Alive. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's, oh, it's the the Evil Dead. Yes, that series. Yes. Now that's you serious. have it. Yes, um, I, I uh, may have dabbled or two. I, I may have also dabbled or two, and I did not steal my pseudonym um, from As that. you say that, Ash, I am currently zooming into your profile pic saying, oh, yeah, dabbled. Definitely dabbled. Dabbled. Mm. Dabbled. Yeah, not definitely not obsessed. Hey, f- fun fact: the uh, the tw- the uh, the artwork that Ash and I both have uh, were commissioned by an artist friend of yours. Ash, do you wanna yes. wanna say like a second of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Twitter, he was uh, he was uh, a childhood friend of mine. I knew him back in elementary school. His Twitter at is Matchu Draws, I believe. Yeah. So if like the the one I currently have on Twitter is a commission, and uh, you can tell the art is very good. So wanted to do a little bit of a shout out while we're talking about this, and back into it, Lizzie. I know you watched the Evil Dead movies recently. I did. I I marathoned them last week. It was fun. Yeah, we 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 put in the pin in this conversation that we almost had in the episode that got lost because we knew that we were having a guest on that would have something to say about it so um yes and so. lizzie lizzie by marathon did you include the 2013 movie as well yes yes 
I the, consider that I, there is not a single bad movie. That in the same canon. I don't see any reason why it can't be. I I still need to see the 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 uh the re the reboot remake whatever the fuck it is. That's like the yeah, only one of the movies that I haven't yeah. seen. Like I was saying, there is not a single bad entry in in this entire franchise. You know outside how, of outside of there's only four movies. <laughs> yeah, and a and a TV show. And the TV show. And everything slaps. Yeah. Yeah, everything slaps. <laughs> everything goes hard. Even the games are fun. I want. I have not. Uh, okay. You're Evil Dead Regeneration is, is good. I, I have not played any of the Evil Dead games, but I, I am definitely first in line to play this new game that's coming out. Yes. Uh, the new one. Uh, it's just called Evil Dead, the game, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what it's called. So. Evil Dead. M- m- <laughs> Keeping m- it simple multiplayer getting to play as the heroes or the deadites seems like a blast (laughs) (laughs) i just saw what jazzy said (laughs) jazzy you need to tweet out that Uh, i will (laughs) please do that i'll i'll reach i'll retweet it from i'll do that right now i'll do that right now while we're talking about this i I give you no context All right, since we're talking Evil Dead, let's go one by one, shall we? Yes. First up, Evil Dead 1981. Thing about that one is, like, I I like that one, of course. It's Sam Raimi's debut, and it's, it's well made, you know, for the budget and everything, but there's still some, you know, cringy moments. And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, you mean like the in terms of the production, scene. or oh, well, no, yeah, in the trees. Even Sam Raimi, before any, before you get people angry at you about it, even Sam Raimi has said that if he were to go back and do it again, he wouldn't have included that. Yeah, I've seen that exact interview that you're talking about. Like he he set out to make like this really shocking horror movie, and in that sense, he he succeeded. Because, yeah, that scene is disturbing. It is, and it's unnecessary to the thematic elements in the movie. Yeah, everything else is 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 good. Like, it's pa- it's passable. Like, the makeup is great. Like, the, the suspense is very, very well done. Even, like, Bruce Campbell, he's not the Ash we all know and love yet, but I, I still liked him in that movie. Okay, listen, I'm really passionate about, about Ash in this first movie, though, because Ash is such a good brother, and he's such a good boyfriend. Yeah, I, I love him. I love him. I, I don't think care that's what Ashy-Slashy has to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is a good egg in that one. <laughs> he's a good boy. He it's... means so well. He even gets her a gift, a really pretty one. The the little magnifying glass. It's yeah. so sweet. <laughs> yeah, his performance in that and his character is very sweet, which is probably why he makes it to the end, kind of. Yeah, like that that whole movie was set up um, from the beginning to make it seem as if Scotty was the one that was going to make it to the end, but I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, he was kind of a douchebag. He was. Said also kind has, of. Is, it's also the beginning of uh, Sam Raimi and Wes Craven 
nodding at each other across their movies. Yes, oh yeah, that's right. Because there there was like a small little clip of Evil Dead in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so it starts with Evil Dead. Actually, there's a Hills Have Eyes poster. Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, in the, that's in right. the basement. Yeah. That's. Or the fruit <laughs> and, salad and or whatever. Goes, it goes from there, and Evil Dead 2, Freddy's glove is hanging in the cabin. Like, it's, it, it, and it goes back and forth for a couple of years, and I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Culminating in Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. <laughs> Which, you know, <laughs> should have happened in live action, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm holding out for that to happen. Because Freddy and Jason haven't been in any movies lately, and that makes me sad. The last time Robert England ever played Freddy Krueger was in Freddy vs. Jason. No, it was not. He played no, it on an no, episode no, no, of the no, Goldbergs. No, 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 no. He played the Goldbergs, yes. <laughs> yes, it does. It does count, because he was in full take of costume. The last theatrical performance from Robert England is Freddy Krueger. No, it's going to be and, the Goldbergs. Yeah, but, no. yeah, but, okay, well, but to bring it back, but yeah, that, that, makes, that makes me sad, because that was almost 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason is a fun movie. It it like yeah, it is. I love Freddy vs. Jason. It's a comfort movie for me. It's you also ever... Catherine Isabel, who's one of my favorite scream queens of the two thousands. I love her dearly. Have any yeah, of but you... that editing that editing drives me nuts though. Have any of you read the comic Freddy vs. Jason versus Ash? Uh, I've, I've, I've read part parts of it. I, I need to read the whole thing. I read it's Army pretty... of Darkness versus Dark Man. I would recommend Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash. Don't don't read the sequel to that comic. It's fucking shit. But, like, the, the first one is so much fun. And it actually feels... Like, it was based off of an unused script for a sequel... For a film sequel to Freddy vs. Jason. So... And it feels like it. Ah, uh, that and should I'm, have happened. That should have happened. It's... it Like, the way they have all these universes collide is so cool. And I think it would have been so much fun to just have... Especially with you, when you have like two personalities such as Ash and uh, Freddy going at each other. <laughs> oh, that that is that is my dream right there. Mm. So I think we all in agreement that the first Evil Dead film is a solid, awesome intro to the series. Oh, yeah. Not without it is a bit issues, dated though. But it is a bit dated. It was made in what 1980. Yeah, yeah and it definitely had. And it definitely had production issues, especially with Sam Raimi being a first-time director who had moments where it's cl- he didn't have too much of an idea what he was doing. Like, but. But I think. Well, I, 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 this one, yeah. The first Evil Dead, I think, holds up so good. I think in so many ways, it still looks so great for this being his first feature film. For this being. For when it was made, the budget it was made on, I look at that movie and I'm like, this movie still looks great to me. Yeah, for what it is, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. no question about that. That's, but, that's such a testament to Sam Raimi's just, like, raw talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But for fast sure. forward six years to the movie we all want to talk about, <laughs> Evil Dead 2. My is favorite it, entry in the whole series? Is it a remake? My, Who cares? Evil Dead well, 2 is... It's oh, a c- C-make. <laughs> it's a requel. It's a requel, yes. It's a requel. Evil, OG evil. requel. <laughs> Look, let me just say this about Evil Dead 2, and I think this is the best endorsement I can say about it. When I first watched it, I loved it so much that I immediately ordered the film on 4K to be delivered to me. So, <laughs> like, 
As like, you should. As you the should. last the last movie I did that with before Evil Dead Two was Whiplash. Let that I let that speak for itself. Like <laughs> it is it is one of the single greatest horror films of all time. It, it is so well constructed that it is arguably the, gr- the greatest. It is arguably the greatest horror comedy film of all time. Um, it is a marvelous piece of gonzo filmmaking cinema with filmmakers who love doing what they're doing, the raw talent behind it, and the creativity is off the charts. It's uh, amazing. Yeah. It's genuinely such an it. Every frame of that movie is neat to look at. Mm. Mm. Perfect That's phrasing perfect. right there. Perfect. Mm-mm. Mm. Meat. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is obviously where the franchise finds you know its footing as horror comedy. I mean, who else could love one of the best visual gags in a horror comedy? The farewell to arms. On yes. Top. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> one of the best gags ever caught on film. <laughs> With such great like character design, makeup, uh, it's it's a it's a genuine classic. It is one of my one yeah, of my favorite Dead films Two ever. It's so good. Oh my god! It gets better Evil every time Dead, you see it. Evil Dead Two rejuvenated my interest in horror as well. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. Like this, uh, I I don't think you did, but you know that wouldn't surprise me because like like I said before, Evil Dead is such perfection from beginning like, to. For the la- for a few years since before I saw it, I was more casually into horror. Like I had select franchises I was into either because they were good, they were good, or I just wanted to see what crazy shit was happening. In the case of Saw, <laughs> but um, Evil Dead Two made me really get into the horror genre. So I brought this up the other week that one scene that still blows my mind was the one where Ash is running from the spirit, and it's. I, it was Sam Raimi, I think, that was holding the camera on a two by four, and he was running around with it behind Bruce Campbell, and like he was running through all these tight spaces, and oh my god, it's so good! It's oh, just so, the, so good. The way it chases people, smashes through doors, and car goes to the car, and like that's bonkers. <laughs> Yeah, it goes through the door. It goes through the cabin itself, like behind behind the the walls. Oh my God, it's so good. And also, we can't forget Bruce Campbell's just willingness to put his body on the line for this movie. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Bruce I've... Campbell. Bruce Campbell is who Jared Leto wishes he was. <laughs> Absolutely. He is such an amazing physical comedy actor that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I've said this before. I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Carrey took notes from this movie. Oh, no, not at all. I I would be surprised to find out that Jim Carrey was in no way influenced by Bruce Campbell. That would surprise me if it weren't. Because he is comic gold in this movie. Especially, especially the scene where he's fighting with his own hand while it's still attached to his body. He managed to flip himself over. Like, what else can you say? That is just... I found out he used to do that at cons. Yes, that's true. Probably when he was younger. Yeah, he would flip himself for the audience. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, So, yes, he could really do that. Bruce 
Campbell, and I know Bruce Campbell has had a lot of work that is not Evil Dead over the years, but let's also all be real about the fact that Bruce Campbell is known for is known for one thing, right? Yes. And I appreciate that I don't get the sense from Bruce Campbell that he ever resented that for a single second. He definitely embraced it. He was like, <laughs> yes, I'm... <laughs> I am Ash Williams. You're going to come and see a movie with me in it because you pointed at the poster and said it's Ash Williams. I will say for a while, though, he was concerned about his age. And, like, I remember when I went to, like, the Q&A screening of his film, My Name is Bruce. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one. That movie's fun, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that he directed and wrote that movie, didn't yes, he? Yes, he did. Yeah, where he plays himself in it. Um, but... I remember when I went to the Q&A screening they had, he was like, do you really want to see me at my age doing this with these movies? And, like, of course, the audience, like, clapped. But it did sound yeah. like he wasn't wanting to maybe continue it at that point. Um, but, you know, that changed because he played fucking three years on television and still gave 110% even at his age. Like... The physical uh, comedy he continued in that one is amazing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not that old. He's only I'm not like, saying that he's that old. I'm just saying his perspective on it, you know? His perspective on it. But he, like, Bruce Campbell, when you think about it, is only, like, he's in his early 60s, right? I think so. That's true. Like, he's got he's got at least another good 20 years of acting on him if he wants. <laughs> I mean, he's still playing. He's. I, I think he's always going to, as long as he can do the voice, he's still going to be Ash. Yeah, and he's in this newest video game, isn't he? Yes. He's, like, despite he's, him saying that he's retired from the character. Like, I think he, he means he in live action. I think he means Ash. in live action. Yeah. Because, like, in video games, it's easier. You know, like, he could well, just do it in the booth. And this is jumping ahead a little bit. Like, I won't say too much on it. But he was also super, super supportive of the remake and of the potential for, like, um, Mia to go on and have her own, like... Oh yeah, he produced. He was one of the producers with Sam. He was super, super yeah. for that. So he's even producing the new movie, Evil Dead Rise. Um, uh, I am interested to see where that one goes, but it got yeah, an R rating Evil, officially. Evil, Evil Dead Two: Final Thoughts. Um, like, I love it. The series, it's perfection, ten out of ten. Yes, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 the absolute perfect version of what it is. Yes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. It is the All quintess. Right. When I think of the series, it is like the quintessential vibe for the entire series for me outside of outside of um ash versus evil dead being like a continuation of that vibe well we can move on to army of darkness quickly i think all right we, now we shouldn't we're go going on too to long army of darkness. too much longer with the show but uh we'll continue through evil dead because this is exciting <laughs> okay army of darkness right. is the first evil dead movie i ever saw Same. me too <laughs> it's, it seems it's that way for a lot of people but it was on tv a lot actually yeah, because the first one I saw was actually the first one. People are the most comfortable letting kids watch that one. <laughs> yeah, because it's very goofy. Like it's it's I don't even think I could charitably call it a horror movie. It's it's a campy adventure movie. Exactly. I said that to my girlfriend. My girlfriend really doesn't like zombie movies, so she doesn't really want to watch the Evil Dead movies, and I respect that. But I said to her, I'm like, I don't I'd still show you Army of Darkness because Army of Darkness isn't a horror movie. <laughs> and um, also, yeah, it's got horror elements, but yeah. it's more yeah, like medieval action it's comedy. Spooky medieval comedy. Yeah. Yes. And this is a good time to mention like the weird 
weird continuity with with these movies because each movie stands on its own like like i said the, the other week but in a each, weird way it yeah. also continues kind of like but the thing is, at the end of Evil Dead 2, the the people back in time are kind of celebrating Ash. But at the beginning of Army of Darkness, they imprison the guy. I like to think that this series has a multiverse timeline. I was going to say, the ser- the seri- this series never has good continuity. Not between the first and the second one, and not between the second one and Army of Darkness. The continuity is always fucked, and I love it for that. <laughs> even the Evil Dead Regeneration, the video game, the whole plot of that is that Army of Darkness never happened. Evil Dead 2 happens, and then Ash is, is put into a mental institution because they think he murdered everyone and went crazy and it continues from there just saying i appreciate the and i think that this came from the tv show i haven't watched the whole show for the record i've watched the first season all right only crystal and i have um i i i think that this comes from the tv show but this thing someone said to me on twitter when i was commenting about exactly that which is that uh the idea that it's all canon it's just that with each entry Ash's memory of these events gets worse. That's funny. Because he's kind of going crazy. (laughs) That is a funny theory. It's yeah. I I like that. I go. I'm gonna go with that. Anyway, despite continuity issues, I fucking adore Army of Darkness. Like, I'm just gonna say it. I like it more than the first one. Like, I like it more than the first one. (laughs) Like I said, like. There's not a single bad movie in this franchise, but Army of Darkness is probably my least favorite of the four I've seen because, I, I don't know, it just got like a little too goofy for me. Like, yeah, look, here's the I'll thing about me. Here's the thing about me. I fucking adore dark fantasy, which why I'm reading Berserk. Um, <laughs> and Army of Darkness... Well, it's not complete dark fantasy. It is mostly a, a horror comedy. There's there's so many elements of dark fantasy in it. So right away, the setting just vibed with me, you know. So yeah, I can I get that. I get that. Like also, Ash is probably his most quick witted out of the original three. Like oh, yeah, he, Ash is the most quotable in this movie more than any other. Like I will say that he he is basically what happens. So I can I like to say that Ash vs. Evil Dead is the combination of the Ash that we know and love and quotable from Army of Darkness mixed with the horror, gory vibe from the second film. Mm-hmm. I feel like and, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, J- Jazzy, that entire series is on Netflix right now. So as soon as you can, watch it. It's amazing. I also oh, think yeah. an idea, like when we plan this off off podcast, uh, we should watch. Jazzy, you've not seen the remake. We should watch the remake together. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen the remake. We should, oh, yeah. do, a, we should do a Discord remake. Uh, watch. But yeah, but yeah, I'll yeah, say in terms. Yeah, please, let's do that. Yeah, I'll say in terms of Army of Darkness. I like it more than the first Evil Dead. I don't like it as much as Evil Dead 2. But I Evil agree. Dead Evil Dead 2 was a was a hard film to one up, honestly. So I'm not it's, even disappointed that it wasn't as good for me. It's I, still good. <laughs> like you can say I've heard people say that Army of Darkness is leans too far into comedy. I have to disagree. I think for what it's trying to do, the comedy was just right. Like I thought most 
not all the jokes landed, but the majority of them did. I find this to be a very funny movie. And even if you don't appreciate the comedy, there's so much more in the technical aspects of this movie to appreciate. Oh, yeah, it. it's still very oh, technically stop impressive. motion in this movie is so is amazing. Mm, especially mm. the skeletons. The, they are so well done. And I'm not them. really one to overly harp on oh herd of dirt. They don't do they don't do special effects like they used to nowadays. Like things evolve and that's fine. But like I miss I wish movies would still look like this sometimes. Sometimes I wish that too. Like I feel you there, Lizzie. I really I, do. I feel like they should try to do something like that. At some point. Right. Uh, also, I, I will also want to mention that the weird continuity issues in the series also has to do with the fact that each one were owned by different companies. Different. Having that's different. the yeah. cool reason? The boring one? <laughs> yeah, that's the boring one where, you know, <laughs> they like three different people owned three different movies, which is why the collection of <laughs> the series that they released on 4K uh, doesn't include Army of Darkness. Because uh, of Universal, but they did release an incredible Shout Factory, Scream Factory Blu-ray release of Army of Darkness, which I highly recommend because it's got four different cuts of the movies and whole new special features and a whole mm. bunch of stuff. Mm. I need to totally, get that. I totally need to get it. that. Yeah. I have I have two things I need to say before yes. we we step mm. away from the Bruce Campbell and the Sam Raimi. Yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, Go I ahead. said this before. Sam Raimi is one of my favorite directors. Sam Raimi is the director that made me want to go to film school. Uh, Evil Dead 2 ah. is what made me want to be a filmmaker. So um, Now, for me, that was the first Spider-Man movie, but Evil, but, like, Sam Raimi is, gen, like, Sam, Sam Raimi is, is such a genuine talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and- he's he's a creative visionary and i think that there's something so spectacular to be said about the fact that he's made this he made this honestly like almost perfect franchise where each movie is functionally a different genre and they all cohesively they all work yes. as, as a trilogy like it's it, it like like i think it just speaks to everything that makes sam raimi um a phenomenal filmmaker and such a standout from his era that i think is important and i think it's it, it could stand to be appreciated and he the should be talked about in the same way that um that wes craven's talked about for sure yeah hmm. exactly and and that's why i think multiverse of madness is the only mcu property i'm looking forward to this year just because sam raimi is involved with it it also just you can tell Sam Raimi worked on it just from the yeah, trailers. Yeah, because they're like you can, te- the you can tell they had a director actually make this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's cool camera moves in it too. Like you can tell this is Sam Raimi. And I mean, he hasn't made a movie in a while, so I would imagine they would give him a lot of room to breathe. What's the last? Y'all what's the see last the headline movie? that it was gonna be from from Kevin Feige that it's gonna it's gonna be like Evil Dead Two. Oh yes! Oh, I want. I don't know, that's I, a tall, I want that's that. a big thing for you to say, my bro. <laughs> that is like, a high bar to, to me. That, that's that is a high bar, and I. Hmm. Yeah, well, that is a very high bar. We'll have to see how that goes. Like, uh, uh, yeah. So it's. I have to say, between uh, No Way Home and this upcoming Doctor Strange movie, I am at least 
I'll say this. I'm a bit more interested in MCU films than I usually am <laughs> this last really? year. For, for me, for me, it's the other way around. Like Multiverse of Madness is the only thing I'm looking forward to and everything else. I'm just kind of. Eh. Well, like most of the time I'm that I'm like, eh, with everything Marvel produces. But this is the first time where there have been in a while where there have been individual films where I'm like, okay, I actually want to see this. I actually want to go out of my way to see this rather than seeing it out of obligation like I am with. Yeah. Like, cause That's fine. I, I have no doubt that I'm probably going to need to do some major catch up on the fucking MCU over the last few entries. And I'm not looking forward to it, honestly, I, just cause they, these movies are, I'm to, I'll be transparent. These movies are rarely, if ever, my thing. Um, I was actually very impressed with No Way Home because that was a movie where it wasn't just, yeah, that was fine. That was a movie I genuinely fucking loved. Yes, so. I, I loved it too. I loved No Way Home. Yeah. So, um, and I'm so, I'm gonna be the the uh, quote unquote Disney shill here and say that I'm looking forward to every entry at least. And that's curious, fine. curious us wise. I'm not. I'm, uh, you know. As the it's, internet like to dub me, I'm the Disney shill. Right, right. I don't, like, I'm not big into the MCU, but I'm not going to fault people for enjoying it. It has an audience for yeah, a reason. Like you and, and I you don't... enjoy it, That that's fine. Like I said, right. I'm just looking forward to Multiverse of Madness, and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. And I also like, will, will say I, that... I used to be a lot more invested when I was younger. Um, and when Yeah, were... I think a lot of us were, yeah. Um, and... Kind of going off of the MCU back into Evil Dead and say that we all have a huge, big soft spot for this franchise, which is exciting because I've 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 rarely met people in my life that like have been so, into it like I have. So, so you know. I have to make so, another point real quick, um, which is what you you asked me about this last week, Crystal, and uh, the episode that yes. fell the vortex. Ash Williams is a final girl. Yes. Yes, yes he is. And I'm not going to hear. Final girls, in fact. I'm not. I'm not going to hear any of this final guy nonsense. Don't. <laughs> the phrase is final girl. Final girl. Ashley, I mean, he fits it perfectly. He's a man, but he is a final girl. And mm. I, I, I stand by that 110. percent He, uh, he, he's also one of the very rare instances of, I would say, a horror hero, in a way. Like, oh, yeah. not that I've seen in any other type of horror horror franchise. Um, I, the best I could compare him compare him to is Sidney Prescott. Oh yeah, yeah. I to a degree, to a good degree, yes. But I also kind of like they his whole like chains, chainsaw arm aesthetic makes him kind of like a superhero, you <laughs> know, like versus Sidney's like like a person. And I get what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. like Ash is not just a person he is yeah, a superhero heart... his costume is a superhero outfit exactly. i am going to stand by that because like you can't look at him as any of his those films and not go like that this is this is a superhero entity you know what i mean yeah, like my, my heart gets pumping every time i see that scene where he's setting up he and uh yeah he's setting up the the chainsaw arm and he says groovy oh my god like chills every time i love it so um we, All right. we he is simultaneously a superhero and a final girl all right, <laughs> All right so now think, we're moving on to evil dead 2013 right and this think, is where i'm shutting the fuck up because i haven't seen it <laughs> yeah we're, i think we're not i think say too much about this one because you haven't seen it but i will say this 
when whenever you know we we hear that like a horror remake is coming out like we usually just shut out but uh this one I was looking forward to because the trailers looked so good and geez how old was I then I was like 15 I was like the biggest fan of Evil Dead and I still am I would still say I'm the biggest fan of Evil Dead and then when I actually saw it like it's so distinct like from other horror remakes because it's not like it's not like Evil Dead 2 in that it's not a horror comedy it's a straight up horror movie like there's no cheesy elements to it it's a straight up horror movie I think it's a very good movie. It's way better than I anticipated it to be. But I do find it myself feeling it's difficult to put it in with the rest of the films because it's it's so, like, distinct as its own beast. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I know what you what you mean, but as far as horror remakes go, it is... It's like, one of the best. Amazing. Because... Listen... I think the best choice that that movie made was from a screenplay level, which was that we're not actually going to make any of these characters allegorical to characters from the first one. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're there at that cabin for like an actual reason, like to help Mia get clean, which isn't a great idea. By the way, I, I, don't know. I disagree. Idea. Like I I thought that was a nice touch. No, she needs to be in a hospital. I mean, true. She needs to be in a true. center. You but don't that, take that her to be... a middle of a fucking cabin. To yeah, get but that would, that would be like that's that dangerous. Would be, that would be a boring movie now, it? it makes for a very good plot in that these yes. characters do not immediately believe her that there's like evil shit happening in the forest because yeah, that, when you're going through heroin I mean. withdrawals, you experience hallucinations and paranoia. That being yes, said, that is, that is precisely why you shouldn't take your friend going through heroin withdrawals <laughs> to a creepy dilapidated cabin exactly. in the middle of the forest. And that is why it was such a stroke of brilliance to have that plot point. <laughs> I, I I think logically it makes no sense, but for a movie it works fine. For a movie it makes perfect sense. Um, yes. We're not actually cinema sins. <laughs> yes, we don't care yeah, about those details. It's just funny to pull it out. Even though I quoted cinema sins earlier, I do not want to be compared to them. Why'd you bring that up? I said you're on thin ice. <laughs> Get out. Well, and I. Listen, the climax of the evil, like, again, I don't want to spoil it, but the climax of the Evil Dead remake is so good. Yes, that shit insane. Mm, yes, it, yes, 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 yes. It kills me that I can't and say it's it. Amazing. It's also gory in a way that's different from the other ones and that it was it's pretty incredibly... gross. <laughs> yeah, like, its use of practical effects was surprising to me because going in, I assumed they would be using a lot of CGI, but no. They they went all in with the practical effects mostly. So we all, yeah, we all like this movie too. We like every entry in the series. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and if we had more time, I would talk more about you know Ash versus Evil Dead. But again, like I feel like maybe at a later point yeah. we should have an when Ash Jazzy's versus Evil Dead. Jazzy's watched it. When Jazzy's when watched Jazz- when Lizzie's yeah. finished it. Mm-hmm. We'll do that at some point. Yes. And we'll have like a, and I will rewatch. I'll, I'll rewatch it because I have the Blu-ray set. Yeah, so I want to rewatch it too. I will rewatch it because it's, 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 it's three seasons of gore, comedy, and ma'am. Mm-mm-mm. Perfect, uh, perfect, perfect. And I think this is a good place to, um, to put a pin in this episode. Uh, it was, yeah. 
I uh, it's getting a little bit later, so uh, but I I wanted to give everyone a chance to uh, share the plugs. W- where can people find you, uh, Lizzie? Do you want to start us off? Yes, you can find me at Lizzie Lemon Drop on Twitter or the Final Whore on TikTok, um, where I talk about basically all of this. <laughs> awesome, Jazzy, you wanna you wanna pick up with that? You can find me over at Lady Jazzington on Twitter as and under the same username uh, on Twitch. Currently been doing a series of live streams with my friend Shakira Dunn um, for this for the video game series Kingdom Hearts. By the time this episode goes out, um, the Saturday after this episode goes out, we should be working on post game content for Kingdom Hearts 2. It's because we're all we're pretty much nearly done with that one. So <laughs> took us long enough. And you can also find me on Jazzy at under Jazzy Oliver on YouTube. Uh, I just had a shit post that got a lot of views, and I don't know how to feel about this particular one getting them, but there we go. <laughs> awesome. And Ash, where can they where can they find you? All right, you can find me at Ashy Groovy on Twitter. Yeah, like that that tracks for me, doesn't it? <laughs> and at uh, Ashy Slashy on Letterboxd. And you can find me at Crystal W Rocks on Twitter, or you can read my articles, Crystal Williams on on Medium. I write a whole bunch of articles about being trans and social issues, and an article about Weird Al I did, which is, I'm pretty proud of because Al Al saw him himself. He liked the tweet nice. that I that I did on it, so and it and it apparently did fairly well. So definitely check out all that out. Um, but Ash, thank you for being on our show. It was fun to have you. Oh, th- thank you so much for having me. It's been a dream of mine to be on this podcast, like ever since oh. I first started listening to it. And well, once we're done here, I'm probably going to be diving right into Breaking Dawn Part One. Pray for me. Yay! Breaking Yawn, you mean? Breaking more yawn. like more like <laughs> more like Breaking Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking I'm, dong. <laughs> I'm the funniest funny. You, uh... <laughs> yeah, I just realized I did not make a sex joke, th- joke this entire episode, and I feel bad that the first sex joke comes from Jazzy. <laughs> Is this what victory tastes like? No, wait, no, I made, that's, I made a sex joke earlier. <laughs> victory tastes a little bit stickier than that. Okay, no. no I, I'm you done. Didn't, you didn't catch on when i said it's my first time so i'll be gentle so please be gentle damn it oh yeah you won you didn't catch on i this is why i can't have nice things (laughs) (laughs) and with that being said Thank you for listening to another episode of the Galaxy Geek the podcast. We will be here next time with Breaking Dawn Part 1. So, until then, goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye! Mwah! Bye-bye.